Section 16 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 7, Number 3, March 1900. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tavarish. The Brave Boar. Ella F. Mosby. Upstairs, downstairs, and in my lady's chamber. The French chronicles of the reign of Francis I tell the following wonderful story of a boar hunt. "'Twas in a grand forest that stretched for miles around a castle, an old-fashioned castle of ramparts and towers, of wide halls and winding stairways. Oliver, the twelve-year-old son of the master of the castle, had set his heart on going with his father to hunt the wild boar with the gentlemen of the neighborhood. The forest was the home of a great many wild creatures, great and small. Squirrels and hares lived there, wide-antlered stags and timid does with their young fawns beside them foxes, boars that feasted on the black acorns and chestnuts that covered the ground, and fierce gray wolves seen chiefly in winter. The boars were the fiercest of all, even the sows would fight for their young ones, and there was one old boar who was by this time quite famous for his courage, his cunning, and his great age. He was called Picmore which means death-thrust, because he had in his savage onslaughts fatally wounded so many men, horses, and dogs. Oliver's father had ordered the great hunt against this very old warrior, who, by the way, had grown so shrewd that he could not always be roused from his secret lair even by the beaters and prickers who went ahead of the hunters but he surely would appear to-day. The forest was ringing with horns and bugles, the neighing of horses, the baying of noble hounds, the hallooing and joyous clamour of the sportsmen. Oliver was well prepared for the occasion. Old Bertrand had taught him all the calls and recalls on bugle and horn, had trained him to thrust with the long boar-spear, and to use the short thick sword kept for the last when the brute was near, and the big boar-hounds, Vit-Vit and the others, turned and obeyed his voice when it rang out in its clear boyish treble. Most important of all, his mother had consented to his going. But, alas, and alas, when the morning dawned fair and sweet, poor Oliver was racked with grievous pain and burning with fever. The chase swept away with shout and cry and bugle-blast, and Oliver barely heeded it or turned his head when his father called back, "'We'll bring old Pickmore home with us!' However, by the afternoon the fever had slackened, and the pain abated, and Oliver lay white and weak on his couch, and with piteous tears on his cheeks, over the mischance that had held him fast at home. 
he turned his face to the wall in a burst of passionate grief as they heard at first far off and then nearer and nearer the excited yelps of the dogs then the trampling of horses the hoarse cries of the men and oh the bugle note of la mort which meant victory over the famous boar oliver said his mother tenderly and then all at once came a sound at which both started and threw their arms about each other in the hall below up the stairs came a heavy creature panting snorting and the furious piquemore suddenly burst upon their amazed vision sinister and savage did he look the little round greedy eyes red with rage the bristles standing up like a cuirass the sharp and cruel tusks ready for assault and foam and blood churned at their base into a streaked froth by his heat and anger he was within the chamber oliver's arm dropped nerveless at his side and his frightened eyes sought vainly for any weapon the mother had a quicker wit and stooping down she seized with both arms a large eastern rug and threw it over the beast's head blinding him for a while as well as blunting the thrust of the terrible tusks as he struggled desperately in its smothering and heavy folds the whole following dogs men and the master at their head were up the stairs also and the death stroke was quickly given it was the end of the veteran of so many chases in morass and thicket piquemore was dead after a moment's half stupefied stare the lord of the castle broke forth well my boy you were at the finish after all the dogs could not be held off their old foe and the brave boar was furious at their baiting and so broke away my lady you have the glory and oliver his wish old Betran stroked his grizzled beard twas a gallant brute he said had he been a man they would have styled him hero he had a high courage and loved freedom well we have grown since those rough days into more compassion for animals but even yet we are not altogether just to their side of the question to the recognition of their right to life and its joys as their merciful creator has given it to them End of section 16